All right, welcome back to the Fixtures Podcast. Many, many months have passed. The world is a little on fire, but football is back, and so are we. Um, all right, so we. I am joined uh, from everybody from their own homes. Um, I'm joined today by Nikki. Hello. And Mark. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> So we are recording over uh, over the wire, obviously. So if the uh, we have some audio problems, I apologize in advance. But uh, let's just get right into it. Um, so the first game, <clears throat> of course, opening back up at the uh, you know the blockbuster fixture to open things back up after no football for many many months of Aston Villa, Sheffield United, Aston Villa nil, Sheffield United. No. Uh, I was so de- deprived of soccer during this time that I actually watched this one. Uh, that, that sounds bad. But, like, you know, I expected, like, things to happen. And one thing happened. Two things happened. Well, first of all, Keenan Davis, uh, his first Premier League start ever happened this game. And it was abysmal. He couldn't – I mean, he had, like, 50 shots straight at Dean Henderson. It was funny. It was sad. It was – I mean – uh, just looking at the stats, they had six shots on target to Sheffield United's one, and they couldn't make anything out of that. And then, of course, the uh, the goal line technology incident uh, where Keenan Davis, the star of the show, pushed his own goalkeeper, Neyland, into the goal, but it didn't count because question mark. Well, so why didn't it count, I guess, has been a hotly debated topic. So obviously... I don't think there's any question at this point that that was indeed a goal. Like, the ball went they in issue, the net. I mean, they issued an apology. They issued an apology, which pretty much means it's a goal. Um, so, what happened? I mean, it seems like there was an issue with the goal line technology. They claim that all of their, I forget how many they said, eight or ten cameras, were all happened to be blocked in this specific run of play, and they could not activate the goal line technology which is interesting because i didn't even know that's how that worked um really i thought it was a sensor in the ball or something but i didn't know it was it was all it's all camera based i guess and they just see the ball go over the line and i guess it was blocked all the cameras were blocked so they didn't have goal line technology so it didn't buzz the uh the referees watch and he claimed it as no goal and you know, here we are. They have to issue an apology after the match. I mean, what is that really what happened? Who knows? Well, I guess we'll never really know. But it's, I don't know. It's its amazing that <laughs> the first game back, this is what happened. Such a big, high-profile incident. Um, but, yeah, very interesting to say the least. Uh, but this is an interesting battle. You, I mean, at the, at the start of the season, you probably would have thought this was a relegation battle, but it turns out uh, it's not. It's a battle for Sheffield United to get into a European spot and Aston Villa to avoid relegation. So with that in mind, uh, do we see Aston Villa going down? And this is a bit of a spoiler for future games to come, but do we see Aston Villa going down? Uh, personally, I think Aston Villa is staying up. Um, I think just Jack Relish, John McGinn. Well, not even just those two, but like you know, they have they have a lot of really solid actual Premier League level players that 
Norwich definitely doesn't have because they're rock bottom. I think other relegation battle teams such as Southampton, Bournemouth, I mean, Watford, they're, they don't really have the same quality of a starting lineup, I'd say, as Aston Villa does. Just even all the way down to their goalkeeper. I mean, I know they, they don't have their first goalkeeper right now, but um, when when he comes back, yeah, that I mean that's just a big boost. But then of course Tyrone Mings in the back. They've been they haven't been solid all season, but this match was a positive performance and obviously um they 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 benefited from it. They did well in the next match that they played, if I recall correctly, but yeah. I don't think it's Yes, they played today against Newcastle one one yeah. draw. So as of today, they are sitting in 19th place, 27 points, separated by goal difference from Bournemouth, also on 27 points, and West Ham, also on 27 points, with Watford sitting at 28 points. So a win, or, or even a draw right now, puts them above and out of, uh, out of relegation zone. So, yeah. I don't like how... Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I don't understand how West Ham are in relegation. I predicted them to finish 10th this season or something. <laughs> no, but... Yeah. Yeah. So we'll get to West Ham in a moment. Um, because, I, I, oh boy, do I have some stuff to say about West Ham. Um, <laughs> but, uh, Nikki, do you see Villa going down? Um, I think I... I think, yes, they are going to go down because... Uh, because I think their recent two fixtures, I think both of them, neither of them really went their way specifically. And I think because of that, West Ham is going to take the opportunity and kind of cement their spot above the bottom three. All right. The question goes, where does Grealish go if Villa goes down? Apparently um, nobody has any idea. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't even know. I mean, I'm saying Spurs. I don't I know. Do like you think he's? I feel like he would definitely go to an English club. I mean, yeah, 100%. I think so. But I, I guess, do you think he's good enough for a a top team, or do you see him going to more of a mid table team? I could see him going. To, I could see him going to like United or Wolves. <laughs> well, United or will sh- buy anybody. Or yeah. <laughs> Sheffield? No, nah, I don't think I don't think he really fits Sheffield United's play style. I'd say um. Everton, I mean, if they get that European money, man. Oh yeah, but I say Everton would not be a bad destination. Yeah, Everton, no, Everton would be a bad destination. They could go to West Ham. <laughs> that team is cursed. Well, not if West Ham's going down, which I'm willing to put my money down that they are. Um, <laughs> so anyway, not to dwell too much on this. <laughs> Talk too much about this uh, nil-nil draw. Uh, <laughs> moving on, uh, Manchester City three, Arsenal nil. Mark, wow. walk us through one of two tragedies as an Arsenal fan. I missed soccer so much, guys. <laughs> um, so David Luiz should never be allowed on a pitch again. Good news is that he just signed a contract extension today. With Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, he's, so, he is here, um, and he is here to stay. I'm yeah, smiling I through the for pain sure, right now. I sh- thought for sure that that would have been his last game at Arsenal, oh, and that was goodness. it. And he, Arsenal decides to reward this uh, fine display of defending with a contract extension. 
This was a winnable game. I'm not even kidding. We played fine until uh, David Luiz came on. It was um. Dude, Leno is so good. Oh, dude, Burn Leno is like uh, player of the season every season since freaking 19 or 1888 or whenever this t- 1886. I don't know. Whenever Arsenal was founded, Leno player of the season every year. Um, but. Yeah, David Luiz's defensive uh, capabilities were a travesty. Two injuries picked up in this match. That was so. That's three players that weren't available for the next match. Coming out of that match, uh, Granit Xhaka got injured in like the third, second, or third minute. Uh, oh yeah, Pablo this this Mari. was this was the most Arsenal game I've ever seen. Oh, I mean, yeah. it was. I I literally I think I texted both of you and I said. Wow, look at that. Arsenal's fielding a full like starting 11. Both Kieran Tierney and Hector Bellerin are starting. I'm like, I give this game five minutes. At four minutes and 56 seconds, I think it was, the yeah, first, inj- the the first injury happened. And that's a big blow. I mean, he's going to be back either for the next game, which is tomorrow, or uh, more likely the game after that, but that's still a big blow. He's unironically been our best midfielder since Arteta came. Um, and then Pablo Mari, the new center back that we also signed on a permanent deal uh, yesterday, or I guess it was today. I don't really remember. Um, he got injured in the 26th minute. I think he's out for this season, although I'm not a hundred percent sure, but of course, Pablo Mari going down kind of brought, uh, brought the tragedy that was David Luiz onto the pitch uh, for the rest of the game. So Raheem Sterling's goal in the 40, like in the dying minutes of the first half were from uh, just, just bouncing off David Luiz's leg straight, like just a random pass straight into Raheem Sterling. Second goal was honestly, I wouldn't have given it as a red card. It was a little weak as a red card. It was a penalty, but I, I would give him a yellow. And then Phil Foden uh, getting on the score sheet. He came on as a sub. That was, that was a, Really good plus for the end of this cursed game because uh, about 10 minutes before Phil Foden scored that goal, uh, Ederson had a genius moment and kind of like almost killed Eric Garcia, the <laughs> like 19-year-old center back. He's um, mid, I thought. No, no he's, he was, he's he was playing center, center back. back. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. But... Um, yeah, it was until Ederson it, decided uh, he wasn't anymore. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so, yeah, that was it was a difficult game to watch. Um, yeah. I think Davide, just, I think that was a red card because, I mean, it wasn't like he was actually trying to go for the ball. It was just like if it was 100 percent deliberate, if you even made it look at all like he was trying to go for the ball. I would say it would be a yellow, but he literally just pulled him. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, without any without any doubt, that was that's a red card. Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna be mad that it was a red card. I'm fine with that. I'd rather honestly, Arsenal with ten players on the pitch was better than eleven. <laughs> so yeah, and Manchester City. I mean, ha- I mean, how do you? They, I mean, yeah, they were basically business as usual for them. Uh. Raheem Sterling scoring his first goal in quite a while. I don't have the stats in front of me, but it's been been a while. Uh, and uh, and Jesus starting. A lot of teams not fielding a full lineup at the start with the five subs. You don't really need to. So, all right, we'll say we'll save the second Arsenal game for a bit, and we'll talk more Arsenal in a minute. Um, 
But real quick, we'll jump over to uh, Norwich City nil, Southampton three. Uh, nothing overly shocking here. Norwich continues to just flounder. Um, no break has helped them. I don't think they. I mean, they're beyond any hope at this point. Um, you know, they are six points adrift at the bottom of the table, and. I, there's no coming back for them. I'm sorry. This is business as usual for Southampton. I think you would be shocked if they lost this game, even with Southampton being poor this year. I mean, they're in 14th place, and I, 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 I would be shocked if any team managed to lose to Norwich at this point. Yeah, I mean, you can't expect any team to like fold at the hands of the mighty Norwich City. <laughs> so I mean Danny Ings scoring a goal I was definitely I wasn't sure if he was going to be able to come back and do well because I know he's had injury issues so you know I mean he could have come back gotten injured immediately or scored a goal so that was that's a really good boost for Southampton really good boost for him yeah and I mean speaking of relegation battle I think Southampton's fine they're at 37 points um, so I mean they would need to drop quite a few points in order to drop in a relegation zone. I think they're safe at this point. Basically, I went down. <laughs> basically Brighton and below are uh, are potentially in danger. So I hate um, Southampton. <laughs> so Nikki's uh, personal biases aside, Nikki's <laughs> personal biases aside, yes. Uh, so moving on from there, we have uh, Tottenham one. Manchester United won. Uh, goals for uh, Bergwijn and uh, Bruno Fernandes. So this game, uh, a, a little interesting. Uh, I, Roy Keane uh, definitely has been uh, just stewing in anger for the past three months and let that all out on... Uh, <laughs> Uh, over the uh, when he was on air, I'm not sure if you guys saw the Sky Sports thing, but he basically said that uh, David de Gea and Harry Maguire uh, deserve no place in this team. They should not be world class players, and they shouldn't even be allowed back on the bus back to Manchester at the end of this game. Yeah, and then Solskjaer responded by saying that David de Gea is the best goalkeeper in the world. Uh, why? I mean, it's 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 a one one result. I mean, you can't really just like Mind you, this, this is at halftime. He, he said this. Oh. This was at the halftime. Oh, so this is worse. this is after Birdwine scored and before Bruno Fernandez scored. So this is a one yeah. 0 Spurs. But either way, that line. is so reactionary. Like, I mean, you can't just like you can't just say you know the past five or so years that of David de Gea being actually world class, especially that one like 2017, 2018 season. Uh, where you can't just throw that all away in one half of a game. Yeah, I mean, interesting. I, I think David David Hay has been a bit of a debate. I mean, he claims that he's the most overrated goalkeeper in the history of goalkeepers and basically doesn't rate him at all. I'm not the biggest David Hay fan. I don't think he's particularly fantastic. I don't think he's dreadful as a lot of as some other goalkeepers. Um, Certain Chelsea goalkeepers come to mind, uh, but I don't okay, think he's sure. particularly great either. Uh, I don't know. Um, yeah. That's at least my thoughts on it. 
But, uh, I mean, looking at the table, we have Manchester United in fifth place at the moment with 49 points, and we have uh, Spurs in seventh with 45 points. I mean, yeah. do either are, I mean, do we think either of those teams has a shot at finishing top four at this point? Uh, top mean, four doesn't, maybe not, oh, wow, that, those weren't words. Might not matter this season because of Manchester City having – uh, financial fair play and UEFA difficulties, they might not be allowed to compete in Europe next season. So Lamau. fifth place might be enough. And I also think that, yeah, I think that United honestly could beat out Chelsea. Like they're two points behind and yes, Chelsea have a game in hand, but I mean, especially with today's game, uh, Manchester United have looked a lot sharper. So I mean, they played Sheffield. Yeah, so that's, that's Sheffield eighth place Sheffield to you. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, so, I mean, and do we, I mean, do we see Spurs finishing? I don't think United catches, catches Chelsea, dude. I mean, they need Chelsea, two points. They're United two points have away. A game, United, United have a game in hand and Chelsea's still three head, three points ahead. Well, sure, Chelsea sure. have a game in hand and they're two points ahead, but yeah, <laughs> but on, no, anything's possible at this point. Um, I mean, I don't, I mean, that would mean Chelsea, I mean, Chelsea could possibly, I would say they could potentially pull off a draw versus City, realistically. Okay, and then that means if they lose their next game, United win, United's already caught up. I know, but I, that's not going to happen, though, because United's not going to win. <laughs> All right. Well, you know who you're on. talking about? You're talking about Manchester United. <laughs> moving on, we have Watford 1, Leicester City 1. Um... So not not too much going on in this in this game. Two goals it, it, past the 90th minute. Uh, goal for Ben Chilwell uh, and Craig Dawson for Watford. Uh, this is, was a good win for Watford, especially considering they were in. I mean, they still are in contention for relegation, but this puts them a little bit safer at the moment. Uh, they're sitting in 16th place at the moment, basically only holding on because there are other teams that are doing even worse than they are. So not a great, uh, not that great for them. Um, so, I mean, Leicester city only pulled off two shots on target all game though. So what does that tell you? Yeah. About and that? I mean, Leicester city, not great for a team that's, I mean, really at the start of the season looked like they should have been competing even with the likes of man city and Liverpool. So that's not a great start for them. Um, but I think we'll see more from them to come. Uh, they have not played their. Have they, oh, they did. They did play their second game. They played Brighton and they t- drew, drew too. Yeah, they are not looking sharp. Um. Nope. Anyway, though, uh, I've been waiting for this one, so I, I, oh, I can't. I can't. I can't hold it in anymore. Mark. Brighton oh, no. two, Arsenal one. This one hurt more than the uh, than the City game. Oh, for sure. Ooh, I mean, that was, I, I mean, mean, that's City. This is this is. Relegation contender Brighton. Yeah, we this lost two under Brighton at home, and now we lose two under Brighton away. <sighs> the Nicholas Pepe goal was nice. Um, at least we scored this time. <laughs> but um, it was—I mean, I actually had hope for all of seven minutes before Lewis Dunk equalized. Um, it was—it was just out of nothing too. Like Saka passes it to Pepe. I'm like, okay, that is just going to be another cross into the box. That nothing happens, and then boom, he bangs it in. Um, so I had I had a little bit of hope for a little bit, and then, uh, well, oh, and then I forgot, you know, the original, 
the, the first thing that happened, which was Neil Mape um, trying to snap Bryn Leno's leg, kind of. Um, I mean, he tried to contest for a ball that Leno was going to catch every day of the week because arms are taller than your head, you know, because you can put your arms over your head. But uh, that knocked Bryn Leno over and thus knocked our season over because he, you know, he's kind of the only plus side of the season so far. Not um, and then so Nicholas Pepe scores, and then Emiliano Martinez gets super unlucky with a scrappy goal, uh, scored against him by Lewis Dunk off a corner. And then here's this was what hurt the most was um, last second Neil Mape. I don't even remember how he scored it. I was like in shock, but. It was, I mean, he should have gotten a yellow card for, like, at least a yellow card for injuring Leno. But then, yeah, he scores the winning goal in the 95th minute. And, of course, um, Bissouma, Yves Bissouma, 23-year-old Ivorian midfielder for Brighton, committed six fouls in that game and did not get a yellow, which has happened three other times this season in the Premier League. Another one of those times was also to Arsenal. Fun fact. But yeah, not so fun fact. Uh, there were a lot less positives from this game than there were from the uh, City game. And that's really saying something because the City game was just abysmal. But yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, looking at Arsenal as a whole, it does not look good for Arsenal. No. It, I mean, <clears throat> you're looking at. Aubameyang being out of contract, Bryn Leto injured for the rest of the season. You've re-signed David Luiz now. Oh, jeez. What? Where is Arsenal going? I guess is do you, I mean In the championship? Yeah, most likely. So. Yeah, I mean, are are we looking at the fall of a of a, one of these great clubs? Are we looking at the next Newcastle of a team that just it just never Sunderland. comes back? What? Um, what did you say? Well, I don't. I don't think a Sunderland kind of decline is going to happen. But um, I don't know. It's not. I mean, it could. Yeah, with Pierre Emerick Aubameyang, uh, he has a year left on his contract now. Uh, since June thirty, oh, until June, from June thirtieth, he will have a year left on his contract. Honestly, it's best to just sell him for like sixty million, reinvest into the midfield. Lacazette has been out of form for over a year now. Uh, honestly, sell him too. I mean, he could he could make about 40, 50 million. Although, if I were to choose to keep one, probably Lacazette, just because he doesn't have a year left on his contract. Um, Bukayo Saka, the 18-year-old left winger, um, who has been I mean, Arsenal's second best player this season after Bern Leno. Um, he hasn't signed a new contract yet, so just like Aubameyang, he'll have a year left on his contract next week. Um, and then Martinelli just got injured. I mean, this season kind of just went down the toilet. Um, after after this season, if we don't make good sales and buy like midfielders, because we've been linked with Thomas Party, uh, and if Saliba does William Saliba, who's set to come for next season from Saint Etienne, isn't as good as we hope he is. Then yeah, Arsenal could probably slip into like an Everton kind of thing where we're like tenth every season from being like fourth, you know. So that's a little worrying. Um, 
And then, you know, we're kind of signing average players saying they're stop gaps, but then we're renewing, uh, we're renewing David Luiz. We're bringing Cedric Suarez onto a four-year deal, despite him never having played for the club. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really see an up from here unless, you know, Arteta can get things moving after, like, you know, the two-one at Brighton. There's not really much in the midfield to look like that looks great. I mean, Matteo Ganduzi does seem like he's really good, but that's just about it. Um, Jaco was having an all right season. Uh, and then, you know, just the defense has been a mess since Wenger left or since, you know, uh, Mertesacker retired, really. And so, yeah, with Bryn Leno gone, the season's not going to go well. And if we can't make the right moves in the summer, nothing's going to go well next season either, I don't think. And also losing a huge form of revenue by not even making the Europa League. Oh, this yeah. Year. No, there's. I mean, that's going to be huge. Yeah, this is the first. Oh, God. I think that's the first time this has ever happened since like 1989, where we yeah, haven't made it's, Europe. It's, it's been a while. Yeah. So that, that's. I mean, that. Like, they were talking about bringing back the Champions League money this year. Like, we might not even get Europa League money. And we kind of threw the Europa League by. Uh, by conceding like a bunch of last-minute goals to Olympiacos before the uh, before the pause, so yeah, I mean that's unfortunate. We're probably not going to be like with the amount of money Arsenal spend, it's not like sustainable unless Crunky Crunky um, invests more money in, which I have no doubt he will. I mean, people paint him as a bad owner. He's not a bad owner. It's the staff that's worse. I mean, he's been we spent. Probably actually the most out of any Premier League club last summer. Maybe behind Aston Villa, I think. But other than him, yeah, I don't see... Or other than, like, you know, the money that Stan Kroenke has invested. You know, the backroom staff isn't as good um, as we hope. Like, Edu Gaspar and Raul Senye are, like, working with agents quite a bit. Like, Kia Charbian, I'm... 100% sure I messed up the pronunciation, but that's like, you know, David Luiz's agent, Slavin Kurzawa's agent, who we were linked with in January. So yeah, things are not looking bright. Yeah. <laughs> moving on, I won't rub it in too much. Uh, moving on, uh, sad times to be a West Ham fan. Uh, West Ham nil, Wolves 2. Uh, when has it not been a sad time to be a West Ham fan? <laughs> Uh, Wolves running riot this game, really. They should have probably scored more than they did. They looked really, really solid, and West Ham is just miserable. Just miserable to watch. Um, and, I mean, uh, so goals from Jimenez and Neto's goal honestly could be goal of the season. Fantastic goal. Adama Traore coming on and really making a huge difference for Wolves. Uh, Neto nearly t- taking the keeper's head off with that volley. Um, but really good, solid performance from Wolves. Uh, Donald Traore showing that he is, you know, one heck of a player. And He's... West Ham showing that they are probably <clears throat> going to go down. Um, Donald Traore is so good. Man, oh, yeah. West Ham bad. Donald Traore, I mean, he's always been a question mark. Like, you know, ever since... Like he used to play at Barca? Yeah, I was going to say ever since he came through Barca's academy, but... I mean, this season he's erased all doubts. Um, like, no, I remember seeing a Domitrary come on as like a sub in like the first year that uh, Wolves was up. So last season, 
Yeah, but two seasons I, ago, yeah, I think sub though. Like, his, he, I remember him coming on as a sub, and he would just destroy. And I was like, why don't they play this dude more? Well, the thing was, he's had so many years of just awful and mediocrity. Mediocrity. Like, uh, I think he got relegated with Middlesbrough a couple seasons back. Uh, he was pretty much always rejected at Barca. I mean, it, just this season has been really, really good for Adama Traore. Uh, I'm going to try to pick up the pace a little bit here because, unfortunately, we have a lot of games to get through still. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, next up, we got Bournemouth nil, Crystal Palace 2. Bournemouth continuing to just be awful as well. Um, they're down. They're, 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 they're down. They're I, yeah. I, they are just poor. I, mean, I don't even know what happened to this side. They looked so good. And, I mean, that... Bournemouth from, you know, I think, was that even last year? God, it, it was it's yeah. shockingly I mean, different. I David mean, Brooks got injured in the preseason. I'm telling you, that was the big difference. I, I predicted it at the start of the season, I think, where it? I said David Brooks, you know, being injured is a huge blow because he was like their main uh, their main source of goals and assists, and now he's gone. So or He's back now, but, you know, and, I mean, uh, he's been out since preseason, so. Yeah, and now... Uh, Ryan Frazier out of contract said he's not resigning, and Eddie's house said, "Cool, you've played your last game for Bournemouth, and is not starting him anymore, not playing him anymore. I don't even think he was on the bench. He um, wasn't. So, I mean, that's it for Ryan Frazier, and that's I, that's it for Bournemouth. I, it's, I think that's curtains for them. They're gonna yeah have to rebuild from the championship. Um, moving on. Though, speaking of rebuilding from the championship. Uh, Newcastle three, Sheffield United nil. Although I will put the asterisk of Sheffield United playing with ten men. I guess the question I have for you guys is: Is Sheffield United is the has the magic worn off with the prolonged break? Have, was it just a good run of form and now they've, you know, they don't know how to they they won't be able to get that back. Or do you guys see them finishing, you know, top six? I don't think they're getting top six. Not anymore. Um, Having two 3-0 losses in a row is going to, you know, have a big effect on Sheffield United, who had the second-best defensive record before the the pause, um, just behind Liverpool. Um, But then, you know, not only that, but letting (laughs) Juju... Joe Ellenson scored his second goal of the season <laughs> against against you and losing your uh losing Johnny Egan that game. And Saint Maximan, don't forget him as well. Oh yeah, no, but that wasn't like I mean Saint Maximan has been playing fine. Joe Ellenson, my goodness. And Matt Ritchie scored too. I mean geez. Not a good game. For, yeah, for uh, yeah, they need to do something in order to bounce back and, and Newcastle's been looking decent Sharp. enough. Yeah. Uh, moving on though. Uh, Aston Villa one, Chelsea two. Olivier Giroud getting his first start under Frank Lampard. Goals from Giroud and Pulisic. And Nicky Courtney Hausa for uh, the yes. center back for Aston Villa. Uh, Nikki, were you happy with this game? Yes. <laughs> Riveting. Um. <laughs> I, I think Aston Villa really could have played better here. Uh, I, I think, I, I think they, were... I, I think they played really well, and I think they deserved more than they got. No, I think they played really bad. Really, I thought they played decent. They had no possession. The possession stats were literally Chelsea had seventy-five um, percent possession to their twenty-five. They played really well 
for the first half. Uh, and up until yeah, Pulisic I mean, came on, I mean, after no, Chelsea was looking better the first half too. I mean, they it was Chelsea had more shots off in both halves. It's just Aston Villa kind of got lucky with one shot. So I, I mean, thought they played not... well. I thought they played well with the possession they had. I mean, they were never going to be. I don't think it was ever going to be 50-50 possession. I mean, they did no, what they needed to do. It just wasn't enough. I don't. I don't think. Fair, yeah, but um, I think. I think the man of the match for this game was either I would say it was either Espelicueta or uh, Christian Pulisic. Yeah, I would say Pulisic kind of made a a big difference when he came on. He did make a big difference on that left wing, and I think uh, I think he's going to be starting up a left wing a lot more than he has been because I think. We're trying to ease away from relying on Willian and Pedro. They're kind of gone. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's they're very they're both very good players, and they're still both very good players. Like Willian is still, I think, a very pivotal player in uh, the Chelsea squad. But I think they're getting to the point into the age that they. I mean, I they they both just got renewed for new contracts for one more year. But I think we're getting to the point where Frank Lampard's trying to ease off of having to rely on them. I mean, and that's so, a really smart approach, though. Yeah. No, because I – yeah, that's the way they're doing it. It's because we have so many options on the wings. On on both sides, we have so many options with uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi, uh, Christian Pulisic, Mason Mount. Now we have Hakeem Ziyech who can play winger as well. Um, But I think – um, Christian Pulisic is probably going to cement himself as the starting left wing uh, because they started Mason Mountain left wing at the beginning of this game and he played very well. It's just I feel Mason Mount has a hard time really showing what he could do on the field if he's not playing center attacking mid because that's definitely his strongest role. And as soon as he went back to center attacking mid when Christian Pulisic came in, it was like a whole different game because I mean he was he was making so many passes. If you look back at both the goals, they were both set up by, uh, they were like both of the moves were set up and kind of just dominated by Mason Mount, like with the passing play and everything. It was so I mean it was so good and it was just because he got moved back to center attacking mid and Christian Pulisic was playing really 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 well on the wing as well. So, all right, uh, moving on, we have Everton nil. Liverpool nil. Uh, well, wait, wait, hang on. While we're at the Chelsea game, should we talk about uh, the uh, two signings that they've made? Because sure. they made walk us through the signings, the last, Since the last podcast, so they've made two signings. Okay. They signed uh, Hakim Ziyech from uh, IX, which I think Frank Lampard only signed Hakim Ziyech, so he would never do what he did to them in the Champions League this season ever again. Uh which was when Hakeem Ziyech scored that free kick that was from a ridiculous angle, and the way he scored it was he just hit it off the post into Kepa's face. <laughs> oh, yeah, that. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that goal. That goal was hilarious. Uh, Hakeem Ziyech had an amazing game that game. I think, honestly, that's what uh, Frank Lampard, why that's what caught his eye. And then, obviously, the big, the big talk of the town is uh, Timo Werner joining Chelsea next season. Okay, yeah, Chelsea's going to be unstoppable next season. I'm calling it. Okay, yeah, but the thing is, we don't have a defense. 
You don't and need also, one. I mean, the, the, Timo Werner. <laughs> is Timo Werner going to be taking the spot of Tammy Abraham, you think? Or is he going to be played on the wing? I mean, I think he's definitely going to be being played striker. I wouldn't be surprised if they went for the unconventional now, or the now unconventional 4-4-2 formation. Or a four one I would not be I would I would be I would place my bets on seeing a four one two one two wide. So that's a lot of ones and twos, Nikki. <laughs> yeah. Well I would if I had to bet I would probably be I personally I think if Kai Havertz joined Chelsea, uh as well, which I mean it's not officially yet, but he's very close apparently. And I think if he joins Chelsea, I think Nicolo Conte is gone. Really? Yeah, they don't think, even play the same role, do they? No. But uh, I think Nigol, I think if Kai Havertz signs, Nogolo Conte is going to be gone. I think there's, I think the midfield options that we have then, if he signs, are just going to be way too crowded. And so I, and plus I know Conte has express has or not, he hasn't really wanted to leave. It's Real Madrid have been trying to sign him for like two seasons now. And so I think they would be, it would be, I think it's also kind of a smart time to cash in on that. Because what I think we would do is we would take Jorginho back and play Jorginho in the center defensive midfielder role or Kovacic, honestly, either of them is, are both, I think both of them are fantastic players. I think Kovacic has really shined this season. And Kovacic is better. Uh, I, I think Jorginho is also exceptional as well. They've both really shined this season. Uh, and then I think it would probably be Pulisic on the left wing, uh, Ziyech on the right wing, um, Mason Mount in Cam and Werner, uh, Werner and uh, Abraham up top. And then who would be your starting center backs? <laughs> oh, I mean, starting center backs would probably be Aspilicueta and Rudisher, and then right back would be Reese James. That's Ooh. how he should be doing it right now. You don't rate Christensen? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think no. I think the way to I think the what Chelsea needs to do with their defense. Honestly, we don't have that bad of a defense. I think Marcos Alonso is a very good player. Everyone hates Marcos Alonso for some reason. He killed a woman. Okay, yeah. I mean, I'm not talking about that. What happens to all of us? Yeah, God. Um, I mean, I've killed like five. Um, all right. So I think it would be Marcos Alonso in left back. I think it would be Rudiger and Espelcuta in center back, and Reese James in right back. Okay. Um, let's skip over Everton Liverpool for a minute. Uh, oh, and and uh, the boring. Game. I, I have to step away for a quick moment. So Nikki and Mark, please continue. I'll be right back. Man City Burnley. Oh my goodness, that was a slaughter. <laughs> I mean, um, I think everybody expected it to be a slaughter. Phil this Foden, is like I the third time in a row Man Phil City Foden has beat Burnley five 0 Phil Foden. Phil Foden deserves to start now for City. Yeah. I feel like I mean, he's like he's getting to the age where either he needs to start starting for City or he needs to get the heck out of City. Yeah, honestly, any team he he could start for pretty much any team. He in could the world. easily start for any team in. I would say at least any team in the Premier League. For one hundred percent, I could say I could see him starting for any team in the Premier League, and I think City is definitely the hardest team for him to start at, just given the the competitiveness of their of their starting eleven. Because it's very hard to actually break through in their starting eleven, I feel like. But I think he now, I think he definitely needs to start starting. Or if he doesn't start starting, he needs to get out of there. They played him in left wing this game. Yeah, uh, he's I Which think he played, conventionally a center mid. He is. He's he's conventionally he's either 
a center mid or a center defensive mid. So I was a little shocked when I saw him playing left wing, but he played exceptionally. So he scored twice. That's all. That's all you can ask for. Uh, that's uh, three goals in two games now. So yeah. No, he did. He did fine. He did really well. Um, also, I think this I think is. I think he might have picked up a couple of assists in there somewhere. Most likely. I. I. am not exactly sure on assist stats, but I know. Uh, he. I mean. This is. I mean, he's just giving reason to Pep. You know, start me. Start me. You bald fraud. Right. So. Um, and then Riyad Mahrez with two goals as well. Both within like five minutes of each other. One of them was a penalty. I uh, regularly forget that Mares plays for City. He's like, I mean, he was sixty million, and he's not even a starter most games. I know. Um, big news: Leroy Sané came off the bench to make his big return. Uh he was honest, gone. Leroy Sané is probably gonna leave City. Yeah, but. He's fine. Yeah. He said he wants to go to Bayern. <laughs> yeah, no, he he's he's gone. But um, Eric Garcia obviously didn't play this game because he got uh, laid out by Ederson. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, All awful right. game for Burnley. Let's move on to Leicester Brighton. It was a nil nil draw. Yeah, things. I mean, riveting game. Riveting game. <laughs> with the That's... with the three shots on target come by. <laughs> No. Um, I think this yeah. shows how much time has passed since we last, since uh, since these guys last played soccer. Yeah, no, this was this is like it's three. been a long. It's been a long time. So, oh, didn't Mopay miss a penalty? I this think game, so. I yeah. So. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, sad for Leicester City, I guess. Yeah, no, Mopay um, didn't uh, miss a penalty. In yeah. He, he deserved it. He shouldn't even have been playing this game. He should have been red carded. He was definitely okay. <laughs> what for? For like for that game? No, he or... should have been red carded already. For from what? The, from the Arsenal game. I, I wouldn't call that a red card. I'd call that a yellow. But I think he should have got red, and I think uh, Ganduji also should have got red. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I kind of forgot about that. Yeah. No, that was they had a. They kind of had a. Fight post match, more like Ganduzi kind of choked. Ganduzi just yeah, boxed in the head, bro. I love Ganduzi, bro. I he, he's a good boy, but yeah. Um, All right, moving on. Tottenham to West Ham to. Long story short, nope. West Ham nil. No. Ham sucks. Or West Ham nil. No. That's what I meant to say. I mean, no. how does uh, your like? Long story short, they suck. How did how did their new signing score an own goal? Dad, just because just get him out of the team immediately. Uh, Harakon scored another goal. I don't. I was. Uh, Tammy Abraham was talking in an interview, and he said that Harry Kane is the best striker in the world. I mean, Harry Kane. I will say he's good. I, I I'll say if he had better players around him that didn't play yeah. for Spurs, yeah. he would be better. I think because that's what Abra- Tammy Abraham was saying. Tammy Abraham was like, if you give the ball to to Harry Kane like anywhere, pretty much, he's probably gonna score. Yeah, honestly, a move to Real Madrid. I think it should have already happened. If he if he didn't go, like if he doesn't go this season, I don't think he's going. I don't know. For me, it's weird to see English players in like other leagues. Yeah, but that's a bad thing because, like, you know, you're supposed to. I know, but it's like, like, like it's like so. It's like odd. I don't know. It's like it's so like odd for. Because, like, not a lot of English players go to any other leagues. Yeah, like, right now, I can think of John Joe Kenny and Jaden Sancho in the Bundesliga. I can think of, uh, 
Ronaldo Vieira in the Serie A. I don't even know who that is. He played for Leeds. He was really good. He plays for Sampdoria now. He sounds Italian, though. So. He's not. He's English, but his name is Ronaldo Vieira. That's a great, that's a great name. Um, okay. So, West Ham's going down. They suck. Honestly, I think we should just relegate like eight teams this season. Honestly, just relegate the top ten and just bring the top ten from the championship up. That's all we got to do. Leeds will finally come back. Leeds will finally come up. <laughs> Brentford will win the league in the Premier League next year. All right, since we skipped the Everton-Liverpool no, game. No, we got to wait for Ryan to come back. We'll do the today games first. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, since we did that, we're bringing in today's games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We got Norwich nil, Everton one. Michael Keane scored a goal. I saw Michael Keane left Everton and went somewhere else. Not going to lie. He was probably on loan. They they send players on loan quite a bit. No, Michael Keane was like their best player. I just thought he was too good for Everton. He's No, he, he's been kind of sus defensively. I think they're best all player. Of Everton as a, like, oh, yeah, no. Like, they low-key are like, you look at them, they're like, oh, man, that guy's good. And then you see them play together and like, oh, they kind of suck. Yeah, honestly, though, I think that this Everton is pretty good. Like, Don, oh God, I, I couldn't, I couldn't admit it before the before the pause, but I'll admit it now. Dominic Calvert, Calvert Lewin is a good player. He's a good finisher. <laughs> I mean, he's yeah. a good target man. Yeah, and Richarlison. I mean, he's popped off this season. I don't understand how Andre Gomez is alive. How he came back? From I don't that know how he came back so fast. Was insane. Was really Andre Gomez. Like, I saw the yeah. pictures of that injury, and I mean, I like I would just, I would just, I would just die. Yeah, well, I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even be here if I had. If I would, I wouldn't have a leg. My leg would be gone. And then uh, some more news: Guilfi <laughs> Sigurdsson started on the bench that game again because he did the game before against Liverpool. Leighton Baines still plays soccer. Holy yes. heck! Oh, he's back. I'm back. Five. Sorry. 35. Well, Nikki, if you're talking about old old defenders playing, uh, one of the games that also happened today, 37-year-old Phil Jagielka started. So What? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. So Everton nil, Liverpool nil. Okay, we're going back now. <laughs> Wait, hang on. I'm still talking Let about Let me Norwich. regale you with the tale hang of this on. game. Hold up. No. I'm talking about Norwich. Uh, I would just like to say that the only good player on Norwich is Max Aarons. Yeah, poor guy, dude. He's so good. He needs Tim Curl isn't that bad. No, dude, Max Aaron's. Yeah, but Tim Curl's old. Yeah, what about Max Todd Aaron's Campbell? Is 19? 19? Todd Campbell didn't even start, bro. He's 19 or 20. No, Max Aaron's needs to get the heck out of Norwich as fast as possible. Everton nil, Liverpool nil. Okay. This game Everton... is so <laughs> This Everton cannot so win, ag- win against us no matter what we do. Like, bottle it. You almost, you tried to. Really hard. Uh, oh, oh, oh we tried. The, you lost the 10th place. No Salah. Or no, you tied the 10th place, sorry. No Salah. No Robertson. Starting Nabi Keita in midfield. Nabi Keita was like the player of the match. Nabi Keita is really good. I mean, I've been saying this for a long time. Nabi Keita is very Nabi good. Nabi Keita is probably, honestly, your best midfielder. Well, he's just been injured for like two years straight. So no one, no one Aldum. Joel Matip gets injured. We put on Dejan Lovren. And Who? still, 
walk away with a draw. Lovren almost gave up the chance of the match, though. <laughs> he did give up the chance of the match. He almost gave up the only goal of the match. And tried to pull I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest with you guys here. Okay, this was Liverpool not wanting to get this. We have very little to do to win the league. Yeah. If we lose this game, it is bad for morale. I am fine walking away from this game with a draw, shaking hands, and then moving on and building up our confidence into the Manchester City game and winning there as opposed to beating Everton here. Personally, personally, I think... Liverpool playing the safe route of just doing the minim- the bare minimum to win the league at this point. The bare minimum. I'm sorry. What are we sitting at? We're sitting at 86 okay, points. I said so far. So far. The bare like, minimum. I'm talking about from the restart. Doing the bare minimum. That's boring. Like I wouldn't want my club to do the bare minimum when they're on, when they're on an insane season. I would want my club to go on and win every match and beat Crystal Palace four nil. No, I would if dude, you're t- I as a Chelsea fan, if Chelsea drew Everton, I would be pissed, dog. I don't care who is starting. I don't care if you start Ruben Loftus Cheek. I don't care if you start Marco Marin. I don't care who you start for Chelsea. If they draw to Everton, I'm pissed. Everton sucks. Hey, Everton, Everton does suck, but suck. you know what? I, I, I don't think it was the wrong move. I I, okay, I to think be fair, okay, also you lost with the, like like probably I would say about Half of your starting eleven starting, or not lost, you tied with about half your starting eleven starting. But you forget that your U nineteen team beat the Everton starting eleven team. Yes, actually eight. But you couldn't. Starting I think had Liverpool gone again, had Liverpool <laughs> gone full bore here, we could have crushed Everton. I without any doubt. But I think the instructions that were given before the match was, don't do anything crazy, don't pick up any injuries. Don't pick up any injuries. Don't don't hurt yourselves. Let's go out here. Let's you know. Let's take it easy and let's ease into the restart as opposed to coming out trying to crush Everton and walking away with four injuries. Arsenal. I mean, don't, don't crush them. Sad. I mean, we don't. I mean, I mean, we we've seen how many injuries in this first week. Even. And even then, even playing at a, at a reduced speed, we still ended up losing Joel Matip. Like, yeah, I, I you know what you got, Lovren. If Lovren is not starting in that final Premier League game, and he is not the first one to lift that goddamn trophy, I will be angry. <laughs> he deserves it, Dejan Lovren, Player of the Season every Dude, season. He keeps, he's the only reason he is still at Liverpool is to keep Mo Salah's morale up. <laughs> oh, absolutely, <laughs> without a doubt, without a doubt, he is there just so Salah doesn't leave. Uh and I'm fine with it. Um, so now Wait. Liverpool back with with Mo Salah, Andy Robertson, the full 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 force firing on all cylinders. Four nothing against Crystal Palace. Goals from Alexander Arnold, Salah, Fabinho, and Mane. We moved on to a different game. Yes. Okay. I've moved on. I'm combining both games. Me. Liverpool four, Crystal Palace nil. Bloodbath yet again. Sad. Three points away from winning the league. Or is it two points? I think it's two points at this point. They just uh, uh, they just need City to drop points, and then they've won the title. 
Um, or we have to beat City next Thursday. I would like to point out, you play Chelsea, second to last game of the season. Not saying Gerard slip part two. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that was so sad when it happened. I actually I, really yeah, wanted Liverpool to the league. I on a free and only play him that game. Nicky, stop. That was, that was sad. <laughs> Yeah, but that that team was not this team. This team is unstoppable. I mean, do you, I don't think you realize uh, I don't think you realize the Chelsea team they were playing in that game. I don't yeah, think starting striker. I don't think you realize that we are at 86 points. Manchester City is at 63 points. Do you realize how many games we would have to lose? Dude, if any if any team could do it, it's Liverpool. <laughs> Jordan Henderson slip. I'm calling it now. Losing the title. If any team could do it, it is Liverpool. And that would be the most, uh, would be again, the most Liverpool old Liverpool. Thing, this Liverpool, no. We're going to ease into things. We're going to draw to Everton. We're going to crush Crystal Palace, and we're going to crush City. We're ready. Old Liverpool had Raheem Sterling. Bro. Of course, and Luis Suarez. And Coutinho. Yeah. No, they didn't have Coutinho that season. Yes, they did. And you know which one of those players we oh, wow. we missed? Now, Luis Suarez. Maybe Luis Suarez. Suarez. Maybe. He was good, bro. Coutinho I mean, was good. He scored like every free kick, I, bro. No, dude. Coutinho's begging to come back to Liverpool, and we're like, nah. Uh, no, dude. He's having, dude. He's lighting it up in the Bundesliga right now. No. Eh. Yeah, I, dude. He's no. destroying this season. No, not not as right. much as he was. In All right. Really. Anything else we didn't cover? We didn't cover Wolves versus Bournemouth. Wolves, Bournemouth, Wolves, Bournemouth. Wolves. Or United Sheffield. All right, Wolves, Bournemouth. Wolves, good. Bournemouth, bad. Bournemouth, relegated. Uh, Raul, New- Jimenez, uh, Raul Jimenez is, in my opinion, Criminal, criminally striker. underrated. Top the five striker. of the crop. <laughs> I would definitely say top five strikers in the Premier League. Criminally underrated. Um, criminally underrated. He is such a good striker. Yeah, I have yeah, a few really words is. for the uh, United-Sheffield United game. All right, Newcastle won, Aston Villa won. Aston Villa, that's a good result for them. They should be happy with that. That's what they're going to need to do. Get those points where it matters. They, they let they let St. Maximon wear his Gucci headband again. And finally, it was, it was a no, it was a big deal that he let they let him wear his Gucci headband because they when he signed for Newcastle, when he played for Nice, he wore his Gucci headband every single game. And when he signed for Newcastle, the Premier League said you couldn't wear he couldn't wear the Gucci headband. And, Puma headband. But after the restart, they let him wear the dang Gucci headband. Okay. This is why he wasn't playing good. Now that he has the Gucci headband back, he has the powers of the flex. Okay? He will start doing good again. Manchester United 3, Sheffield United now. Walk us through it, Mark. United's Last first game. hat-trick. Make it good. Since, uh, first Premier League hat-trick since, yeah. 2013, since Van Persie. The snake, yeah, the snake. Evil guy, um, Robin Van Persie. But um, I think I think what happened was Marcus Rashford decided he didn't want to score at all today. No, Marcus and, Rashford decided that he didn't want to play striker. <laughs> and so he he graciously gave Anthony Martial all the goals. And when Anthony well, Martial... Well, no, Martial, Martial started striker and Rashford started left mid. They switched him. No, I know. But also, when 
when Martial tried to set up Rashford, Rashford was like, nah, dog, I want you to get the hat trick. So he just kicked the ball way, like, like not even not even close to the goal. Like, honestly, I don't even know what he was trying. I mean, the ball was right in front of him. He could have just scored, Mark. I, I don't first. know how people can say Martial is not a good striker. Martial's well, not a good striker. Martial, I would honestly say, I'm looking at this team right now that they started with. I would say Martial's the best one on that nope. team. Rashford every day of the week. Bruno Fernandez is even better. But I would yeah, say Martial is better. I don't think Martial's Martial is that good. I think Martial is Man United's best player right now. Although I don't think there's a lot of great players on this Manchester United team, if I'm being terribly honest Are with you. Are you saying Igalo is not the best player? Okay. Marcus Rashford second. Odin Igalo first. And then, yeah, everybody else. Uh, also, I think Daniel James is just incredible. He's so Has he done anything since like the first week of the season? If you watch him come on as a sub, he literally makes insane plays and insane runs. It's just no one on United knows how to finish or like actually play soccer. Also, this happened against the 37-year-old Phil Jagielka and um, Jack Robinson. I'm surprised that he didn't I don't think it was a starter. Alrighty, that's the end, right? That's yeah. it. That's all Bye, we got. Guys. Have yeah, we'll be good. back next week, every Wednesday. Heck yeah. Bye-bye. Bye.